Hi, this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guest this week, we've had him on the show before. This fella, he ran for mayor back in 2019. He tried to <laughs> topple uh, good old John Hamilton. He didn't quite make it, but he, he ran a fun campaign. Niall Arena, he's a Bloomington guy, and he's now living in Chicago. Niall, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm glad you joined us. You're one of the founders of Cicada Cinema. Cicada Cinema being a pop-up movie theater. And there's a big event coming up in a week, a week from tonight. The Archival Screening Night Roadshow Edition 2021. And if you go to this event at the Far Gallery... That is the Far Center for Contemporary Arts over at uh, 4th Street and Rogers. You'll be able on Thursday, November 18th, to see some of these archival footage things. Great stuff. Is this an annual event? That's a really good question. My understanding of it is that it's um, put on by the Association of Moving Image Archives, uh-huh. Uh, and what they do is I think they kind of curate a show of some of the most interesting, some of the most bizarre, some of the most touching and strange um, uh, pieces that have been preserved or archived for, you know, from all the archivists working around the country. Uh-huh. And they kind of put it together into a presentation every year, I think, just to kind of show off the work and, and be able to um, celebrate work that usually goes unseen. You know, even movie lovers like myself who love old films and classic films and lost films that get restored. You know, the work of the archivist usually goes unseen and we just think, oh, there's a new restoration of yeah. Uh, this, this, you know, lost Iranian classic chess in the wind, but we don't <laughs> think of the folks who work hard on it or we know, oh, Martin Scorsese gave a lot of money to the film foundation and what a cool organization, but we don't know, you know, that every day that, that, you know, very careful study that goes in to, to preserving a film that, that is more ephemeral than I think, you know, us who have grown up in the home video realm realize that it is delicate material. One of the uh, presenters of this event uh, a week from tonight is the IU Library's Moving Image Archive here uh, at the Lilly Library. It has 130,000 items uh, spanning 80 years of film production. It's, it's really neat. And it's one of those kind of hidden gems, I think, of the university and one of the many kind of hidden gems in Bloomington, which has quite a few of those. Right. <laughs> um, and, and our colleague, uh, or, you know, co-founder, what am I saying? Uh, my, my partner in crime, Josh Brewer, worked really closely with a lot of those folks when it was the presidential initiative to kind of digitize all of those forms of media, whether they were 16 millimeter films, eight millimeter films, or home video. We wanted to partner actually on an event with them before uh, that they would kind of show a demo of their digitization and everything, but it was scheduled for Friday the 13th, March uh-huh. 2020. And it was, I think, the day that a lot of stuff in Bloomington kind of went into lockdown. Yeah. And it was two days before the statewide lockdown, I believe, on March 15th. So we we canceled that event, sadly, but we've been dying to kind of get everybody back. And this seemed like a great opportunity. Also, just want to give a shout out to Dennis Doros, 
who's mm-hmm. a milestone film, but he's also the one who kind of put this roadshow presentation together. And I should say that folks in Bloomington might not realize how lucky they are if, if you come out to um, Farr's uh, Theater next Thursday, because we're one of the few places, um, I think we're the only place in Indiana, certainly one of the few, but also one of the few in the country that's doing a in-person presentation. A lot of folks can see this and they stream it if, if they uh. want to, but seeing it with the crowd is kind of the point, you know, to right. see these archivists' hard work. And so it's really a treat. I, I think it'll be a really fun mix because it is kind of curated to, to be seen with the crowd. Well, you know, it's a funny thing that you you say that, Niall Arena, because uh, when I'm on my way to the Kroger on a Friday night to do my weekly grocery shopping, I pass by the big multiplex theater complex on the east side here in Bloomington. For the last nearly two years, that parking lot has been empty, 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 as we know. Sad, right? Well, last week I passed by. It was packed to the rafters. And why do you think that was? I I don't know. Search me. The Dune movie. All right. The yes. latest Dune movie. Yes, uh, I've seen it. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it is it as good as the 1980s one? <laughs> I, I would say you know the jur- jury's out. You, you should go and decide for yourself. I, uh-huh. I, I I I won't I won't do a review, but uh, worth it on the big screen. And I'm glad glad that people are excited for it. It I think you know kind of packed the house when I saw it here in Chicago. The thing is, is I was wondering if this pandemic was going to change the movie-going public's habits. Uh, are we not going to go to theaters anymore? And that's, that is entirely possible because, you know, a lot of people, especially of um, an advanced age, are now just streaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think someone, I think it was the CEO of the Alamo Draft House, said, I think, a really smart thing. I was listening to an interview with them kind of in the heart of last year in the pandemic when, you know, the vaccine kind of timeline was a little murky, reopening was a little murky. And he said, you know, we're not competing with any streaming service. We're not competing with anyone's movie collection. We're competing with everything else that's a night out. And I think that that's really true. And at least what I've seen, you know, both both in Bloomington and, and just recently being up here is that, you know, the live performing arts are going to be really slow to come back just because of that human nature, the amount of time it takes to rehearse. You have to be healthy to rehearse. You have to kind of do that safely. I think they are going to come back, but they're not back yet. Live music, same thing. People traveling across the country well, it's a little hard if they're all in a van and one of them gets sick. Movies really don't have a lot of competition right now as far as uh, going out and, right. you know, catching dinner in a show. And so what I've seen is this really this renaissance. I saw the French Dispatch um, on its opening night and it was like Star Wars. I mean, there was <laughs> not there was not an empty seat. People were dressed up. And granted, you know, it was October, you know, people are, you know, excited maybe for Halloween, but I really hadn't seen that. And this is for a movie that has kind of a niche audience. It's a good movie. It's it's fun. But but really seeing that, I think people, there are folks who are going to be freaked out and not, not want to come back and, you know, be around strangers in, in a room when there's, you know, the health risk maybe that they feel. But everyone who wants a night out, I think, is, is coming back just for any chance to kind of have 
that shared experience, which is why I started Cicada Cinema with my friends. As I say, Niall Arena, our guest this week, one of the founders of Cicada Cinema, a pop-up movie presentation doohickey. (laughs) (laughs) Niall, how long has it been in existence? It's been since 2016. Our first movie that we showed at Cicada Cinema was Halloween Night in 2016. Over at The Void, which was a DIY you know, arts and music venue. Um, now yeah. it's part of uh, Switchyard Park. But um, our first year, year and a half was there. Then we wrote some grants and became a completely mobile pop-up. And the way I, I describe Cicada is that we, we transform any place that, that we set up into a movie theater. And so spaces that aren't traditionally maybe used for film exhibition, but we, we kind of change it up and we, we transform it. And um, I'm so excited that we're getting back to, to doing that because it just was quite a while uh, in 2020 and this year where it was just not quite clear how to do that safely and kind of with everyone's you know, best interests. But now you've back. mentioned you've mentioned a, a couple of names already and let's go over them again. There were I believe you said five founders of this enterprise, one being Niall Arena, you, who else? Yeah, the, the rest are, are um, David Carter, who's also uh, deeply involved in Indiana University Cinema and the Heartland Film Festival, which just had its kind of big return after being, I think, completely streaming and, and at home uh, uh, last fall, but all around Indianapolis, and I think also in Franklin, Indiana, they had screenings. Um, and then it's also Josh Brewer, and then Eric Ayotte and uh, Charlie Jones, um, and we made up the the five, uh, the quintet, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, two of two of those guys have moved to New York, and uh, are they starting something similar to the Cicada in New York City? You know, I think I'm not sure if they're they're calling it something or if they're just involved, kind of in the kind of. Uh, youth organization, after-school programs there, but I know that they are screening their kind of monthly movie challenge with their, they're uh, still up to, and we used to do at uh, Hopscotch Coffee and other places around town um, every month. Folks in Bloomington who want to make a film uh, still welcome to do it, and they will be screened. And we're trying to get back to having uh, in-person screenings of those movie challenges every month too. I think it's just been a little bit slow to start. Yeah, I noticed you have already started movie challenges this year. Within the last few weeks, there was one the uh, uh, week of Halloween. And that one, the the uh, theme for that movie challenge was horror movies. And you've got another one coming up with a deadline of uh, December 9th. Don't hold your breath. And it looks like those things are happening, but can they be viewed live? Yeah, so um, right now, I'm not sure if there is a plan for, for how to set it up here. If you, if you find yourself in um, Hudson Valley area, New York, you're more than welcome to, to check it out. But as far as here, I'm not sure, but it does all get posted then online. And so folks who did want to submit a film, you could, you could see it as part of the menagerie of uh, the monthly shorts. And that's at monthlymoviechallenge.com, I believe. Yes. Um, Yes. Monthlymoviechallenge.com. <laughs> the Instant Gratification Movie Challenge. And all of these films, the public is invited to make films to submit 
to be shown. Everything that's submitted gets shown, whether it's live or however else you're going to present it. The films have to be five minutes or less. Boy, it sounds like fun. Oh, it's great fun. And, you know, the, the less chops you have, I would say, the better. Don't let it intimidate. I think the whole purpose of it being uh, a challenge is so it's not rating the movies. We're not saying this is the best movie. This is the worst. And the reason it's monthly, I think at least originally, was to make sure that no one had a running start. So that film uh-huh. student who had that perfect, polished four and a half minute movie. Ah, that's great. Don't submit that unless you made it just this month. We really wanted to kind of make Uh sure that everyone had kind of an egalitarian approach and no one would feel shy about showing their first movie ever made Um, or, you know, just making it on their phone and submitting it. You know, that's that's okay. And the five minute timeline is just to make sure that no one kind of hogs the night and, you know, (laughs) has their 25 minute perfect Oscar ready uh, short film. You know, what's a funny thing I just read the other day. This killed me. I had read that much of the Terminator was shot as a guerrilla production, that they were doing it at night and in unauthorized places, doing it all in one take before the cops came. Had you ever heard that story? I I did not know that. That's that's incredible. I know that, you know, it kind of you know, had more modest beginnings than anyone knows, kind of like the um, Mad Max uh, franchise, you know, being yeah. kind of where, where, where life is cheap and stuntmen would die right and left in the Australian <laughs> outfit. But I didn't know that about, um, yeah, they're not having film permits. That's, that's pretty cool. So who knows? Someone who submits a five-minute or less film uh, to the movie challenge uh, one of these days might become the next big thing in movie making exactly yeah don't forget us (laughs) well if you want to see some stuff that has been made in even as far as the deep past uh the archival screening night roadshow edition 2021 thursday november 18th at the far gallery that's at uh, 4th street and rogers 505 west 4th street you can get to uh, the FAR gallery at uh, thefar.org. That's right near the Rainbow Bakery. Uh, speaking of hopscotch, uh, one of the places that's affiliated with them. It's a big, uh, you know, in the last five or six years, a big new area, uh, like a second arts district of Bloomington. Oh, yeah. And they've been, I should say, great friends to us, both, both, um, hopscotch and everyone involved there but also um the fell building which uh rainbow is a part of yeah and and and, um you know the far center for contemporary arts and uh our friend chaz over there they've been nothing but kind and uh yeah we hope folks come out it's it's uh at seven o'clock on thursday the 18th and um there should be some snacks and some beverages, but all ages are welcome. And I should say, Mike, if it wasn't emphasized before, it's completely free thanks to our uh, partners and everyone being willing to uh, kind of slash costs so that um, we, we can put this on. Um, and that that's also Dennis Doros making uh, the license for this completely free. So that's been a big mission with Cicada from the beginning is to make sure that, you know, no matter who you are in Bloomington, you can come out and see a movie and it's not going to be a high price tag. It's not going to, you know, be a sticker shock uh, to come out. We try to keep it as uh, 
as cheap as we can to keep the lights on and the light bulb running in the projector. Now, you've said that uh, Cicada Cinema uh, kicked off in uh, October of 2016. Did you five guys know each other for a long time before that? Were you pals? We, we were, but, you know, it was one of those great things. It was like a heist movie where everybody knew everybody else, but not quite from <laughs> the same rate. And not everyone, you know, kind of across each line knew each other. So I knew David just as being an avid film fan myself. I was living in Indianapolis at the time and I talked to him and I talked to my friend Josh about how there was so much post-industrial space up in my neighborhood up there in um, Fountain Square. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it seemed perfect for like a small micro cinema or, you know, arts theater because there were so many brew pubs that we didn't really need another place to get a burger and a beer. What we needed was something to do before or after getting a burger and a beer. And we talked about it for a little bit. And then um, my friend, Nick Romy, who was heavily involved in managing running the void mentioned that they were kind of considering more film nights there. And uh, we got to talking with Eric and Charlie, who I knew from years before also just submitting films to the instant gratification movie challenge. And uh, when um, we overlapped at Rhinos, the youth center and all ages venue there, and, and then kind of, you know, we were off to the races. We bought some chairs that were from a, uh, uh, a church that was yeah, closing or moving its congregation and didn't need them. There were these great upholstered seats. Um, we, we figured out what we needed as far as speakers and a projector. And uh, the rest, kind of over the years, we were able to uh, buy either by grants that we wrote specifically for the materials to be mobile or uh, just through not really paying ourselves, but letting that uh, revenue from the little that we did from popcorn sales and movie tickets go to the materials we would need to kind of keep keep it running. You talk about these five guys who got together. It, it sort of makes me think of uh, that breakfast diner scene in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, was there one of those things where you got together and you were given color names? Oh, you know, it was it was even better. It was all of us sitting around Josh's um, uh, house and trying to come up with a name for what we wanted to call ourselves. And I'm sure, you know, Mr. Blonde and Mr. Blue would have been welcome. I had so many bonehead names and it was uh, uh, Charlie, I believe, who came up with, uh, she came up with uh, Cicada Cinema. And it was the one that really stuck as opposed to my really, really just bonehead uh, uh, titles. (laughs) Oh. Now, Cicada Cinema, uh, was there a meaning behind it or any kind of significance? Well, we really wanted to, I think just we liked the alliteration. It seemed nice, but also something Midwestern that wasn't another, you know, bloom films. And not that there's anything wrong with that, not knocking anybody, but just that there seemed to be enough kind of spins on Bloomington, enough spins on like the Midwest, you know, these things. We didn't want to seem too... um, I don't know, trendy with that. And so it seemed like this was a way that, you know, these, these bugs that make a lot of noise, but then it became kind of uh, uh, fortuitous because we pop up just like the cicadas did this past summer and do every uh, 17 years. And so, they so did. it all kind of, <laughs> yeah, and speaking, it all kind of worked out. Speaking of horror, sometimes that sound early in the summer when the cicadas were coming out made me think I was in the middle 
of a horror film. It was just that sort of like the beginning of the end with the giant locusts, uh, you know, descending on Chicago, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, it was uncanny what it sounded like here. And you did horror just a couple of weeks ago, right about Halloween time. That was the monthly challenge for Cicada Cinema. The guest this week, Niall Arena, one of the founders of Cicada Cinema. The event a week from tonight, the Archival Screening Night Roadshow Edition 2021, with a lot of stuff apparently from the IU Library's Moving Image Archive. We've talked a little about that, and then I wanted to get back to this. They have old advertisements there and Clio Award collection stuff. It sounds tremendous. Plus, they have those old industrial films and yes, educational yes, films. Right. Well, and, and you you touch on something that I'm I'm especially excited to kind of see as part of the roadshow uh, next Thursday, which is do you remember the Armor Hot Dogs commercial? Yeah. Uh, what kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? I only know Bad from the kids, Simpsons. Skinny kids. Skinny yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> kids, yeah. Uh, I think that there's some sort of, just from, from the snippets I've seen, and I haven't gotten to watch it yet, I'm excited to, uh, it looks like there's some kind of behind-the-scenes feature of that commercial that's either <laughs> been restored or the commercial itself. Either way, I'm so excited because I only know it from the Simpsons uh, uh, as the sort of, you know, Generation X pastiche, but uh, I'm very excited for Armor Hot Dogs in its restored glory. <laughs> you know, you were talking about how uh, Indiana University uh, has been for a few years trying to digitize all of the films and videos in its archives. And what we had learned over the last uh, maybe couple of decades or so is that all of that old stuff was breaking down and was going to disappear. That, right. We thought that stuff would last forever. And lo and behold, uh-uh. Right. And I, th I think part of the night will be, um, if not some demos, and maybe some demos, but it'll be tips on how to preserve uh -huh. um, those home videos if you have, whether they're Super 8, whether they're, um, you know, the mini DV tapes that, again, you're right, everyone thought were going to last forever, and then they started breaking down. But also the players for them got pretty scarce and, and yeah. those would break. And it's the anachronistic technology version of who watches the watchman, right? Who, uh, who can play the player. I have a DVD of Charlie Chaplin's the gold rush, which I've watched 500 times, maybe 510 times. And I just happened to watch it about a week ago. And I was just blown away by how perfect the quality is of that movie. But prior to maybe 20, uh, 25 years ago, that movie looked like hell. Right. Well, and so many, I think, university archives had their own eight millimeter, 16 millimeter copy for, you know, student unions to show or film clubs to show. And that's really where that kind of restoration happens. But yeah, for so long, right, it was it was just either that print copy, not 35 millimeter, but 16 millimeter copy, or the video cassette from one of those with the subtitles etched in or maybe a scene or two missing. So we really live in kind of remarkable times where we, we have everything, but it's also vanishing. It's this kind of interesting paradox where, where there's so much to see, there's so much access, 
and yet time is kind of running out to, to save everything. I'm going to put you on the spot, Niall Arena. What was the first movie you remember seeing? Uh, oh, gosh, it's a good question. I think at least my most vivid movie memory okay. um, at home was Beetlejuice. I had the chicken pox as a four-year-old. <laughs> And I think I think the die was cast there. I I I, I got to see it as a special treat, uh, and then it was all over. I mean, I and it's <laughs> twenty nine years later. I'm still watching it. I remember, in, in, as far as in the movie theater, I can remember being taken to see um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So a, a pattern is emerging here, and being so mesmerized and not and knowing it, it was a trick. You know, knowing it was claymation, it was stop motion animation. And just not wanting to kind of rest until I figured out how they did it. So I got a big <laughs> book about that. And then I got a big book about how stop motion animation works. And I tried to make my own just on my, you know, the family camcorder. Um, but yeah, that was a very formative memory. I remember on a Friday night watching on Channel 9 in Chicago, where you are now, Niall Arena, the movie was The Day the Earth Stood Still. That was the one oh, made yeah. in 1950, a Robert Wise movie. Yes. And I remember when Gort the Robot came out of the flying saucer, I was so terrified by that guy that I had to run out of the room. But I so wanted to see what would happen that I would run back in, but then I would see him and I would run out again. It was like back and forth and back and forth. I love movies. So do you. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's it's been really great, I think, to see since the pandemic, there's been a lot of question of, well, what do we value? What do we want to come back? What do we want to come back better than it was even maybe? And to see that other folks are excited about it. And, and just to thread the needle, that Indianapolis kind of barren wasteland besides the Cineplexes and besides Keystone Avenue, way, way, way out there by the Tesla dealership. Now there are two art house cinemas oh. um, where, where before there were one, none, Can Can and The Living Room. And um, my understanding is that that may not even be the end of it for Indianapolis. And so it's really nice to see that we're not alone in this and that just in the five years we've been doing it, so many other folks have popped up. And it's, it's been great to chat with people. We have made friends with uh, folks in Cincinnati and, and kind of similarly spirited organizations and, and kind of folks around the, not just the state, but the region and being linked up with everyone at Indiana University, be it the cinema or the moving image archive or everywhere else, who's been so helpful and been so generous to us and our, our Don Quixote-like <laughs> spirit to have a movie theater where there is none and show movies where, where there is no place dark enough to show them. If you want to see some of these old footage pieces from movies and videos, come to the Far Gallery at 4th Street and Rogers. Uh, that is Thursday, November 18th, 7 p.m. It's free for Archival Screening Night, Roadshow Edition 2021. My guest this week has been Niall Arena, one of the founders of Cicada Cinema. It's a pop-up movie theater. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. 